President Joe Biden said at a fundraiser this week that if Donald Trump were not running for reelection, Biden himself might not be running for reelection. This is being interpreted and analyzed a handful of different ways. There are a number of important considerations here and a number of possible interpretations, all of which are valid. So let's discuss this and then I want to see uh, sort of what your thought is about this. I have an opinion. I want to hear your opinion. Uh, Bloomberg reports Biden says he might not have sought reelection if Trump weren't running. Uh, the fundraiser remark came amid voter concerns about Biden's age. Quote, we cannot let him win, Biden says of his predecessor, Trump. This was 81 year old Joe Biden yesterday at a fundraiser in Massachusetts saying, quote, if Trump wasn't running, I'm not sure that I'd be running, but we cannot let him win for the sake of our country. The article explains that this was all within a context of concerns about Joe Biden's age, as well as, by the way, the reality that Donald Trump is essentially just as old. So let's talk through the implications and the considerations. First of all, when Joe Biden, as far as what Biden thinks, right, and then we'll discuss whether we think that it's accurate. As far as what Joe Biden thinks, he is saying the risk of Trump becoming president again poses such a threat to our uh, American uh, institutions, to democracy itself, that I feel driven to run for reelection in order to prevent Trump from becoming president again. Implicit in that is a belief that Biden is spe specially positioned to win, because if Biden felt that anybody could defeat Trump, it wouldn't be so urgent for him to be running for reelection, right? If you're Joe Biden, you think, hey, you know what? Uh, RFK Jr. or Marianne Williamson or whoever have just as good a shot at defeating Trump as I do. I don't necessarily need to run again. I'm 81. Fine, I'll step aside. So Biden's belief, at least, is he is exactly the person who is best positioned to defeat Donald Trump. Now, one question is whether that is true. There are people in my audience with divergent opinions about this. On the one hand, there are those who agreed with, for example, Cenk Uger, who said, I think if you replace Biden with just about anybody, his odds of winning go uh, the odds of the Democrat winning go up. Now, at this point in time, in early December, only 11 months from the election, I don't believe that that is true. I'm willing to be convinced. And in fact, you don't have to convince me. I think it's completely plausible that if two years ago Joe Biden said, hey, you know what? I'm a transitional president. I was here to prevent Donald Trump from destroying democracy. We defeated Trump. Economy's doing well. We've repaired many of our relationships globally. I'm going to be 81 at the time of that campaign. I'm not running for reelection. Let's have a healthy and robust primary, which I will stay out of and ultimately endorse whoever wins the Democratic primary. If Joe Biden had done that two years ago, it would be a different story. I believe that that would be completely fine. We're not in that situation. And as much as we might like to have a time machine, we don't, or at least I don't. And I'm not aware. I mean, listen, there are people in, who watch the show who email me pretty crazy stuff, but nobody's claimed to have a time machine. We are in early December and Joe Biden has already announced he's running for reelection. There is a negative impact that would be had if today Joe Biden were to say, hey, you know what? I'm actually not going to run, throw together a real primary. 
I believe that would be damaging. And so I am not at all convinced. And I told Jenk Uger this when he said it to me on the program. I'm not at all convinced that if Joe Biden drops out or is forced out somehow today, uh, that that is a good scenario, a likely scenario for defeating Donald Trump. Now, there are other considerations here as well. Um, there is the issue of our democratic institutions and policy concerns. Joe Biden is accurately emphasizing that Donald Trump poses a threat to American democracy. Progressive policies that Trump can undo would be immediately undone. Or if you don't want to use the, prog the progressive label, you can say center left policies, democratic policies, whatever. And Biden's argument about what Trump would do, I do think is a completely accurate uh, uh, proposition. As I've said before, I don't believe the 2012 presidential election had nearly as much riding on it as the 2020 presidential election had or now as the 2024 presidential election has. So I do think that the level of risk is absolutely elevated here when it comes to alternative candidates to Trump. Right. This is the second part, which is fine. Maybe Biden is best positioned due to incumbency and because he already defeated him once. Maybe Biden is best positioned to defeat Trump. But what if Trump doesn't ultimately end up being the nominee? It seems so unlikely at this point in time. I don't know of any way short of Trump's death or I you know, we talk about imprisonment, even in the case of imprisonment. I don't know that Trump loses. It seems so unlikely that anybody but Trump is going to be the Republican nominee that it really seems like a non factor. Now, we can't ignore we're talking here about Democratic voters. What do Democratic voters want out of the Democratic nominee? It is stunning that Trump is considered a valid candidate for even a single American to consider. And there are tens of millions of Americans. It's mind blowing that say they want Trump again. And so we have to be clear here. The real problem is the MAGA right wing and everybody else, including Joe Biden, is sort of trying to uh, try, trying to adapt to that. The way I'm interpreting Joe Biden's message, I, were it not for Trump running again, I might not be running for reelection. The way I interpret it is Joe Biden had the hope that defeating Trump in 2020 and putting a normal person back in the Oval Office would have righted the path of the United States definitively towards democracy. And to me, that means someone like Trump would no longer stand a chance. That didn't happen. Joe Biden did win. He has done a number of good things, but he has not fixed the country to the degree that people look at Trump and say, obviously, we're not voting for Trump. Arguably, there was no way for Joe Biden to do that in just a few years. So that failure to the degree that it's a failure is part of the reason why Joe Biden now needs feels driven to uh, to run again. One last thought on this. There are some in my audience who feel that if a different Republican candidate defeated Trump in the primary, the threat level goes down dramatically. My suggestion is unless that someone were to be Chris Christie because of the presence of Project 2025, I don't think the threat is really materially lower if it's DeSanctis or someone else instead of Trump. I believe that with Project 2025 and based on the Republicans that are running and the attitude of the MAGA Republican Party right now, I think even if Trump somehow loses the primary to anybody other than Chris Christie, who's the only non insane person left, I think the threat is 95 percent or 90 percent as high as it is with Trump as the nominee. So let me know your thoughts. 
Let me know how you're interpreting Joe Biden's message, uh, and we will certainly speak about this again. A Mike Johnson, the Republican Speaker of the House, claims to be for law and order. In fact, most Republicans claim to be for law and order. And yet yesterday during a press briefing press conference, Mike Johnson admits that he is protecting potential January 6th Trump rioter criminals. Mike Johnson has gotten a bunch of attention for releasing video from January 6th. Initially, the release of this video of these videos led to a whole bunch of disinformation allegations that, oh, we saw a guy holding a badge. It was law enforcement that was rioting. We looked at the video more closely. Looks like it was a vape, not a badge. So all sorts of false claims have been made on the basis of these videos that have been released. But Mike Johnson is going further. Mike Johnson is saying they are blurring the faces of some of the rioters in the video in order to protect them from charges. Wait a second, Mike, MAGA Mike. That doesn't sound like due process or law and order. Take a listen to this. Trust the American people to draw their own conclusions. We should not. They should not be dictated by some narrative and accept that as fact. So they can review the tapes themselves. Uh, we're going through a methodical process of releasing them as quickly as we can. As you know, sure. we have to blur some of the faces of persons who uh, participated in in, uh, in the events of that day because we don't want them to be retaliated against and uh, and, and and to be charged by the DOJ and, and to have other uh, you know concerns and problems. So huh. uh, that's a slow process to get it done. We're working steadily on it. We is it is it uh, uh, appropriate to protect people if there is evidence that they committed crimes? Isn't it correct if you have video of people appearing to commit crimes, wouldn't the right thing to do be to turn the videos over without blurring them so that uh, uh, the legal process can evaluate whether there's evidence of a crime, charge individuals if that's what the evidence shows and give them the due process that you say is so important. Isn't it the opposite of due process? to manipulate evidence so that you can't see who is in these videos. Now, I'm going to put aside the fact that they're going to blur. They're going to blur the images of people who participated in the events that day. I guess you got to blur Trump's face going forward in every video as well. Right. If it was really this peaceful love fest where uh, tourists were on a tour of the Capitol, why would you need to blur any faces? And there's also an incredible double standard here. And I'm sure you know what it is, or at least suspect what it is. When it comes to the MAGA right wing gleefully and breathlessly releasing videos of people crossing the US Mexico border, shouldn't they be blurring their faces as well? You know, to protect them from the big, bad, politicized and weaponized Department of Justice? Wouldn't that be the right thing to do? No, not for Mike Johnson, because this is all about politics only. It's his opinion as to what crimes should be prosecuted and which shouldn't. When should you assist law enforcement versus when is law enforcement actually the enemy as they became very quickly after January 6th? So the Republicans, in an effort to what are interfere with the process of law, are going to be blurring the faces of rioters in videos that they publish. Now, there are you you might be a reasonable question to ask here would be wouldn't the Justice Department have unblurred uh, versions of these videos anyway. Like, in other words, 
Do we really need Mike Johnson to provide unblurred video? Because you would think investigators would be able to see what the stuff is and then just find the original video one way or the other. Yes, you would think so. But there are divergent opinions as to whether that is actually the case. I, I, I guess I'm reserving judgment on that. But if Mike Johnson really wanted to be the law and order guy, if Mike Johnson really wanted to show us that he's not just a partisan MAGA tool, what he could do is say, hey, we have video. There may be evidence of crimes here. We are going to turn these over to the authorities. That's not what he's going to do because they don't actually care about law and order. Let's not do the thing this holiday season where you're racing around to multiple stores, spending way too much time scanning shelves for some perfect gift and then getting another gift card for mom. Here's an idea that will make mom or dad or stepmom or brother or friend very happy this year. A digital picture frame from Aura Frames that can be preloaded with pictures. The New York Times named Aura the best digital photo frame. I've given each of my parents one of these as a gift. My girlfriend gave her parents an Aura frame as a gift. We loaded them in advance with pictures of the baby, which everyone loves. And now I can keep adding pictures or my parents can. Whoever wants to manage it, it's all done seamlessly over Wi-Fi with the Aura app and you get infinite cloud storage. You don't have to deal with memory cards and USB uh, cables and this sort of thing. One frame can have multiple users who add and remove pictures. And I love how you can load the pictures without even opening the frame. So you give them a brand new wrapped up frame already has pictures on it. You'll also get $30 off their best selling frames when you go to AuraFrames.com slash Pacman and then use the code Pacman. These frames sell out quickly. Get yours before they're gone. That's A-U-R-A frames.com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman for $30 off. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com/slash/Pacmanshow today to get 10% off your first month. That's Better H-E-L-P.com/slash/Pacmanshow. The link is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is Manscaped. They make excellent products. You've got the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This is Manscaped's fifth generation body trimmer and groin trimmer. You've got two next gen blade heads, your standard trimmer blade for taking off a little bit of hair, the foil blade for taking off a bunch of hair. All of Manscaped's devices are waterproof and perfect for the shower. 
You'll also want to pick up Manscaped's Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafe Deodorant. Whether you're shopping for yourself, maybe there's a guy in your life, Manscaped offers the perfect bundle with everything. The Performance Package 5.0 Ultra includes the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra Groin Trimmer, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Trimmer, Manscaped's liquid formulations and two free gifts, Manscaped's Boxers 2.0 Premium Underwear with Moisture Wicking Technology and the Shed 2.0 Toiletry Bag. I have all of this stuff at home. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code PACMAN at manscaped.com. That's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Use code PACMAN for 20% off and free shipping. The info is in the podcast notes. Fox News has this uh, commentator analyst, I guess they would call him, named Britt Hume. Britt Hume gave Republicans a brutal, brutal reality check yesterday uh, or the day before where he said Trump is going to lose. Now, in this commentary, Britt Hume says a whole bunch of stuff that's very untrue. He says Trump's not really a threat to democracy. He says all sorts of things that aren't true. But where Britt Hume lands is that the real wake up call for Republicans should be that Biden is going to beat Donald Trump. Let's take a listen to what Britt Hume had to say. And remember, he's going to say a bunch of things here that are just flatly untrue. And we'll discuss that. I'm sure individually. And yet this flurry of articles and it's really across the board uh, has been persistent about what a second Trump administration would look like. Your thoughts? Well, they're predicting that he would you know, he would try to drive the, uh, the country toward dictatorship, that he would use his second term to seek revenge on everybody who'd resisted and opposed him over the, over the time, term of his presidency and beyond. Um, but I got to say, it seems to me it's all a little overwrought. I mean, we- now, listen, uh, it's not they are saying Trump is saying and he said it again last night during a completely cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs town hall with Fox News propaganda, Sean Hannity, that we'll look at a little bit later. It's not they are saying Trump is saying that he will do those things. But OK, so this part I completely disagree with. But then we get to Brit Hume's reality check warning for Republicans. I had four years with Donald Trump and uh, he blustered and bragged and threatened and so forth. And uh, and yet uh, he didn't bring us to the brink of dictatorship. And for all the excitement that was created by his activities after the election, which he tried everything he could to try to remain in power, in the end, it failed. This is the it wasn't that bad because Trump failed to steal the election. Again, an argument I completely disagree with. But stick with it. Brit is getting to the part of the analysis that does make sense. What was labeled an insurrection lasted about three or four hours. Uh, and it was you know, it was no match for the constitutional restraints which exist and would exist in a Trump second term. So you know, to me, this is more of the same stuff. You remember we heard uh, before the January 6th began its utterly one sided inquiry into what the January 6th committee began its utterly one sided inquiry into what happened that day. Uh, the, the vice chairman of the committee said that we had come critically close to losing our democracy that day. Well, we didn't. Uh, and I don't think in, in a second term, Trump would have much luck, even if he tried to drive the country toward dictatorship. He's more likely to drive the Republican Party to a defeat of, at the hands of Joe Biden than he is to drive the country toward dictatorship. 
There it is. He is more likely to drive the country towards a defeat by Joe Biden. A lot of Republicans don't want to hear this. Now, it is by no means a foregone conclusion that Biden beats Trump at all, at all, at all. We look at the polling. We all see the polling. But there is some systemic 30,000 foot view here about if the economy remains roughly the way it is right now and Trump keeps running on the same failed promises from 2016 and he's going from criminal trial to criminal trial to criminal trial that he's simply going to lose in the sense that if you start with the map from 2020 of the states that each candidate won and you ask yourself, which states did Trump lose last time that he is now likely to win? You don't really come up with much. So I don't know that Republicans want to hear this. I don't know that they necessarily care. You know, Brit Hume, every one of Brit Hume's commentaries reeks with arrogance and condescension and superiority, and maybe Republicans don't want to hear it. But a Trump loss is the absolute best case scenario. And in that sense, I hope Brit Hume is correct because he is completely off and wrong when he says Trump won't try to install himself as a dictator. Trump is telling us what he's going to do. He was given a, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but last night he was given multiple opportunities by Sean Hannity to say, of course, I'm not going to do that. And both times he said, I actually am going to do that. So Brit Hume with a reality check for Republicans thinking that Trump will beat Biden I don't think it's the most likely outcome. I think it's a possible outcome. I think we have to guard against it and make sure we're registered and that we vote. But it does not seem to me like the obvious outcome of the forthcoming election. This is so funny. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who used to be running against Joe Biden as a a Democratic challenger, he is now running an independent campaign for president. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. has not gotten a lot of airtime on Fox News since he said, oh, I'm no longer running as a Democrat. I'm now running as an independent. Why? When he was running against Joe Biden, RFK Jr. was interesting to Fox News because Fox perceived that giving him publicity hurt Joe Biden and helped Donald Trump. The problem now that RFK Jr. is running as a as an independent is that the polling shows quite clearly RFK takes more votes from Trump than he does for Biden. So suddenly it's not so good to be giving RFK Jr. publicity. So Jesse Waters brought him on yesterday and he says, you weren't on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, were you? And RFK says, I actually was. I was on it twice. I don't know whether Jesse Waters already knew that this was the case and brought this up to make RFK look bad, but this is very painful to watch. Take a look at you this. You weren't ever on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, were you? Yeah, I was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times. I was Uh-oh. on it uh, in 1993, and I was on it in, and I went to Florida with my wife and uh, two children to visit my mom over Easter. Um, oh boy. My my wife had some kind of relationship with Glenn Maxwell. And oh boy. They offered us a ride to Palm Beach. So I went then and then on another occasion I flew oh, again boy. with my family with I think four of my children and um and uh and Mary, my wife, to Rapid City, South Dakota to go fossil hunting for a weekend. And uh, 
but other, otherwise I was, I was never on. Other than those two times. Yeah. His jet alone. I, you know, I've been very open about this from the beginning. This was in 93. So it was 30 years ago. It was before anybody knew about Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, his nefarious issues. And I agree with you that these, all of this information should be released. Um, and we, we should get real answers on what happened to Jeffrey Epstein and any of the high-level political people that he was uh, involved with. All of that should be open to the public. It should be right. absolutely transparent. And So listen, I don't know if Jesse Waters knew that RFK Jr. had been on uh, Epstein's plane twice and he brought it up to smear him. I don't know if he genuinely had no idea. It has been previously disclosed. I don't know what RFK means by my wife had some kind of relationship with Jelaine Maxwell. I don't know what what, the, what does that even mean? And by the way, the stuff that these wealthy elites do and listen, RFK Jr., I know that that's not the way he's running his campaign, but we're talking about a wealthy elite here. You know, I admit I've had speaking gigs where they fly me business class. I get my nice seat. I go to a nice hotel. I go and speak. Then I sit in the hotel until it's time to go home. I, I right, the, But I went fossil hunting on a private plane to South Dakota for the weekend. Like what a world that some of these people are living in. It is quite a scene. So needless to say, you might have noticed and I know many of you noticed because you emailed me mostly silence on RFK Jr from the right wing media that was gleefully welcoming his presence in the Democratic primary when it was seen as disadvantageous to Joe Biden. Now that RFK's presence is probably useful to Biden and hurtful to Trump, you're barely seeing any coverage of him from right wing media. And when he does pop up, as he did yesterday with Jesse Waters, it's not clear whether it's an attempt to sandbag the guy. So my expectation is that this is the way it'll continue because the left has very little interest in hurting Joe Biden. And the right has very little interest in hurting uh, Donald Trump. And so the coverage of RFK, it seems as though it's down 90 percent. I am going to play a very strange seven seconds of video for you that is going to seem sort of like playground stuff, but it's actually emblematic and representative of completely unhinged Senate hearings that took place yesterday where Republican senators wanted merely to attack FBI director Christopher Wray, even though Christopher Wray was appointed by President Donald Trump. The right at this point wants to assail and demean the FBI as a partisan left wing entity of some kind. And it's always ignored that its director, Christopher Wray, was selected by Donald Trump. It's not some guy that Biden picked to attack right wingers. He was selected by Donald Trump. So here's the video. This is we'll get into more deep moments. Senator Josh Hawley. Apparently with a booger that he's eating during <laughs> while he's questioning Christopher Ray. OK, I, I understand that this is very visual. So uh, I'll describe it to people who are only listening. And this this is really representative of how the whole hearing went. Do you have a problem with systemic bigotry against Catholics in the FBI? No. OK. And as you can see here, it just appears there right on Josh Hawley's lip. It looks uh, I don't want to get into describing it, but it looks extremely phlegmy. Um 
And this is, you, you know, you've got Repu the theme is Republicans making fool of them, fools of themselves while Christopher Ray tries to keep a serious look on his face as he is on the receiving end of absurd and pathetic questioning. I'll give you now some more substantive examples. Here is Ted Cruz. Anytime there are hearings like this, Ted Cruz's goal is let me yell so that this will make it onto Fox News at six, seven, eight, nine p.m. That's Ted Cruz's goal. And here is Ted Cruz losing his mind during his turn asking Christopher Ray questions. This is what Republicans want to waste taxpayer time and money on. Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? My instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it, no matter what political influence. And why did you get the GPS data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, <laughs> with respect, I can't discuss but, but it's an not ongoing investigation. And, and, and Director Ray, you and I have gone round and round on this because I understand anytime you're asked about this, the answer is it's an ongoing investigation. Of course, the investigation isn't ongoing. You're not doing the work. You got whistleblowers pointing out that you're not doing the work. And you are hiding behind the skirts of the attorney general. Remember that every single one of these alleged whistleblowers that Ted Cruz is referring to flop. They flop badly. They flop worse than some of what we see in the NBA these days. And this is just Ted Cruz doing his normal attack dog stuff, trying to get a soundbite that will make it onto Fox News at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Senator Mike Lee also completely losing his mind. I'm going to play a little more of this line of questioning. And again, right wingers see this and they go, wow, he's being so tough. He's really holding the FBI director accountable, accountable for what? This is all made up. This is a guy appointed by Trump at the end of the day. Don't worry about it. We've got this taken care of. We've got new procedures. It's going to be different now. It's never different. You haven't changed. And you keep referring to these policies, these new procedures. We haven't seen that. We're not even allowed to have access to it. And we have absolutely no reason to trust you because you haven't behaved in a manner that's trustworthy. You can't even as we sit here, tell me that people who intentionally, knowingly, deliberately violated the civil rights of American citizens, that, that they were fired or that they had their security clearance stripped. Now, in 2022, FBI and other agencies searched Americans' communications over 200,000 times only 16 of which were evidence of a crime only searches that returned information. I'd like to ask you to, to give it a yes or a no uh, answer to these questions. <laughs> were the three related batch queries consisting of over, over 23,000 separate queries relating to the events of January 6th, were those evidence of a crime only queries, yes or no? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. The answer, what is, I can't, what, the answer is no. I, what I do I, know the answer. The answer what, is no. Were there 141 I, queries for the activists arrested? <laughs> you have to understand the, the this is a performance. The right sees this as Mike Lee being tough and holding people accountable. This this is merely performative. In connection with the uh, George Floyd protests uh, here in Washington, D.C., evidence of a crime only queries. Those were non-compliant queries. Uh, and again, they all predate the reforms that we've put in place, which which before echo we, other reforms that ever other FBI directors which, have told me about to, every darn year. If How about I may, 19,000 donors to a political campaign. 
The answer there is no. What about the query for a sitting member of Congress? The answer there is no. What about the query involving a U.S. senator, which for all we know could be any one of us? The answer is no. And so what, what does that tell me? Well, what I'm hearing and what these data points all point to is that a warrant requirement or prohibition relating to, quote unquote, evidence of a crime only queries would not have been uh, something that would have prevented any of the most egregious examples of the abuse that we've seen under Section 702. So the FBI is already required. All right, you get the point. If you're wondering what did we learn from this hearing, we learned absolutely nothing other than Republicans are obsessed with holding hearings like this in order to hear themselves talk, in order to say I did a big boy or I did a big girl, and then try to get themselves on cable news. Remember, Republican FBI Director Christopher Wray, appointed by Donald Trump, still has not actually been demonstrated to have done anything wrong in the sense of it being politically motivated or biased in the way that these people are describing. Yes, there are decisions that are made about what investigations do we pursue versus not, and it's completely legitimate to explore that. But the smoking guns that they claim must exist every time end up having no smoke whatsoever. We're going to take a quick break after this break. We're going to look at the Trump town hall last night where twice Trump refused to say, I'm not going to be a dictator twice. Don't miss it. People in my audience who sometimes struggle with sleep, you know, you've got those habit forming prescription medications, which sometimes have side effects. You've got your herbal remedies that often do nothing. That's why the go to can be melatonin, which is clinically proven to work and without the side effects and the grogginess. Our sponsor Beam makes delicious nighttime hot cocoa drinks called Dream with melatonin to help you get to sleep. Melatonin can also help correct circadian rhythm disturbances to get your schedule back on track. Like, for example, if you have jet lag. Beams Dream Hot Cocoa with melatonin comes in great tasting flavors like mint chocolate chip, chocolate peanut butter, sea salt caramel or caramel. Come on. No sugar added, sweetened with monk fruit, only 15 calories per serving. My favorite is cinnamon cocoa. I'll just be up front. It's great to have before bed. Sometimes it's hot, very flavorful, but not overly sweet. It's just a soothing way to wind down like an hour before going to bed. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year. Get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com/pacman. That's shopbeam.com/pacman for up to 50% off. The link is in the podcast notes. No matter your genetics or lifestyle choices, as humans, we all share some basic foundational nutritional needs and properly replenishing your nutrients daily is important for gut health, stress management, immune system. And that's where our sponsor AG one comes in. AG one is a foundational nutrition supplement. It supports your body's universal needs with something that you can easily absorb and utilize. So instead of a multivitamin or fumbling around with 10 different vitamin bottles, I've just replaced all of it with one scoop of AG one. I get the vitamins, the minerals, the prebiotics, the probiotics, all the stuff I'm looking for. It's delicious. It goes great in a smoothie. You can drink it straight with water like I do in the morning before my famous cappuccino. 
I've been doing it for years. You're just covering your nutritional basis for the whole day. It's simple. You don't have to buy a bunch of different vitamins. My audience knows I don't advertise miracle solutions and cures, and there's no miracle cure or solution here. It's just a simple product that works that replaces the clumsiness and the cost of a ton of different vitamins. Go to drinkag1.com slash Pacman. You'll get five free travel packs of AG1 and a free year's supply of vitamin D, which, as I've said, I take in the winter when there's a lot less sun out. That's drink. A is in Adam. G is in green. The number one dot com slash Pacman to get five free travel packs of AG one and a free year supply of vitamin D. The link is in the podcast notes. Donald Trump was given a propaganda town hall last night on Fox News hosted by Sean Hannity. Twice Sean Hannity asked Trump, you're not going to do the things they're saying you're going to do, are you? You're not going to weaponize the DOJ. You're not going to become a de facto political dictator, are you? And two times Donald Trump refused to say no and actually said, I kind of am on some issues. This is unbelievable. This was in Iowa. This was Trump and Sean Hannity. Here is the first attempt at this question. Hannity asks Trump, do you plan to become a dictator? Do you plan to do the things that they're saying you're planning to do? By the way, the reason we're saying Trump plans to do this stuff is because Trump has said he plans to do this stuff. Trump doesn't say no, and he tries to change the topic. Take a look at this. They want to call you a dictator. You use the words, I am your retribution. And now before that, you said if you've been wronged and you used other words as well. But I want to be very, very clear on this. To be clear, do you in any way have any plans whatsoever, if reelected president, to abuse power, to break the law, to use the government to go after people? You mean like they're using right now? So in the history of our country, Uh what's happened to us again? So. First, Trump responds, indicating if he did plan to do that, it would be justified because they're doing it to him. And then now he changes the subject. Has never happened before. Over nonsense, over nothing, made up charges. I often say Al Capone, he was one of the greatest of all time, if you like criminals. (laughs) He was a mob boss, the likes of which Scarface, they call him. And he got indicted once. I got indicted four times. I wonder what my father and mother would say looking down. Yeah, I did everything right and they indicted me. So this is trouble for Hannity. If you're trying to help Trump and you go, you're not going to do any of this stuff, right? And Trump goes, well, I'd certainly be justified in doing it. And I'm also not going to deny that it's what I would do. Hannity panics. So he goes back to the exact same thing and he says, let me just bring this up again. You're not going to abuse power, are you? And Trump goes, actually, yes, I am. Here's now Trump is so confused, he doesn't even really know what he's talking about. But Trump goes, there are some ways on day one which I will abuse power. Yeah, we almost have to go to a break. I want to go back to this one issue, though, because the media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight you would never abuse power as retribution against anybody except for day one. Except for he's going crazy. Uh-oh. Except for day one, meaning I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's drill, not a, that's drill. that's not. Oh, no. that's not retribution. I got. I'm going to be. I'm going to be 
So, this is such a mix of confusion, stupidity, propaganda, and also dictatorial fantasies. Trump maybe doesn't understand that just saying I want to change border policy doesn't necessarily make you a dictator. But Trump is saying, I'm certainly willing to do things that I view as being dictatorial. And Hannity panics and goes, oh, no, no, no. But that stuff wouldn't actually be dictatorial. This is a mess. This is a disgusting and confused mess. And on the other hand, you know, we can reelect Joe Biden and things will just continue being pretty normal. Oh, he's old. All right. But plenty of people around him aren't old and uh, they are doing a perfectly reasonable and fine job. Or you have this. Yes, on day one, I am going to kind of be a dictator. We can't say, you know, whatever happens in 11 months, we can't say that we sleptwalked into dictatorship when Trump is telling us again and again and again that this is what he's going to do. Couple other moments I want to play for you from this completely delusional event. Here's Trump saying Iowa should have the first primary because Iowa is perfectly representative of the United States. It happens not to be, but here's what Trump said. I about kept it. you first in the nation. You know that I was the one. Nobody else. I kept you first. There was a big move, Sean, to move Iowa into the middle or to the back of the pack because they don't know if it represents this country. I said Iowa represents this country more than any place, and it also represents tradition. When mm. you think of Iowa, you think of farms and you think of politics. And so Trump is sucking up to Iowans because he's in Iowa and he wants to do well in Iowa. It's very unrepresentative. If you look at Iowa and we've talked about this before, we've had discussions of should I why is Iowa first? Should it be first? It's certainly not representative. Iowa is dramatically less diverse racially than the country. It's overwhelmingly white, much more white than the country. Iowa's economy is very much unrepresentative of the country. Iowa's economy relies overwhelmingly on agriculture, but not even any agriculture. It relies overwhelmingly on corn and soybeans. We're going to say the representative state is an almost all white state that depends on two crops. That's the representative state for the primary. It's way more rural in terms of rural versus urban split than the entire country. It's way more conservative culturally. In some ways, Iowa is considered a swing state, but culturally it is significantly more conservative than the country at large in terms of educational attainment. Iowa's educational attainment is significantly lower than the country overall. So Iowa is really not representative at all. Many of us who have been saying there's no particular reason for Iowa to go first have been making exactly this case. So Trump is merely sucking up to Iowans. And then lastly, here is Trump again trying to suggest that when he has his cognitive gaffes and says, oh, Obama's the president or we're going to end up in World War Two or whatever, he says he's being sarcastic. I don't think Trump knows what sarcasm is based on what he says here. Take a look at this. Our uh, rallies. And then I'll say our real president is Barack Hussein Obama. They'll say he doesn't know who the president is. He thinks it's Barack Hussein. No, I'm being sarcastic. What's the sarcasm? What's the sarcasm? And I know Trump after the fact has said, no, 
The reason I say that Obama's president Obama. right, is because I think he's really who's in charge. It doesn't pass the sniff test if you look at any of the half a dozen times over the last couple of months that Trump has said that Obama is president. So a town hall, it was supposed to be easy. It was supposed to be a, a, a gimme for Trump and it went disastrously wrong. He knows he's cornered and it led him to release the following video. A terrified, cornered Trump has unleashed a swollen and visibly confused rant, the likes of which we've only dreamed of. And I'm going to play it for you, as is always the case. These are really tough for Trump to record. So they regularly use cuts to hide the fact that Trump is sometimes recording them a sentence at a time. Everything is unfair. Everyone is targeting him. Nobody is better than Trump, the likes of which we've never seen before. That whole thing. Take a look at this. Take a listen to this. This guy knows he's cornered. He knows bogus criminal cases trying to put their leading political rival, me, in prison. Let's put him in prison. He's leading by a lot. There's no way we can beat him. Let's put him in prison. They're running police state operations to infiltrate the Catholic Church as if it were a communist country. They're persecuting Christians and pro-life activists. They're persecuting anybody they want to persecute. <laughs> and I know people have pointed out that Trump looks particularly disheveled in this video. I, I know, I know. But the substance of this is really the scary part. Labeled ordinary Republicans and parents at school board meetings as potential domestic terrorists. They're resettling millions of migrants into our communities, destroying our country like it's never been destroyed before. They're calling our citizens criminals. They rigged the last election. They rigged the Democrat <laughs> primary and they're trying quite a cut there to get their rivals thrown off the ballot everywhere they can. And they're constantly trying to delegitimize the Supreme Court of the United States and threatening conservative judges with violence. In short, nothing about crooked Joe Biden and the anti-democratic party has anything to do with defending democracy. So if crooked Joe wants to turn this election into a question of which candidate will defend our democracy and freedom, right. then I say, bring it on. And we know, of course, the answer to that. The guy who tried to destroy our democracy and already lost to Biden says there's no way Biden can beat me unless he destroys our democracy. At some point, you've got to say this is nuts. And Trump following this up with a couple of rants on Troth Central, where he said, quote, the perverts and losers at the failed and once disbanded Lincoln Project and others are using AI in their fake television commercials in order to make me look as bad and pathetic as crooked Joe Biden. Not an easy thing to do. Fox News shouldn't run these ads just as low rating CNN and MSDNC will not under any circumstances run negative ads on Biden or the Democrats. They are, after all, in kind campaign contributors to the Dems. Now, I found no evidence that there have been AI doctored videos of Trump published by Joe Biden to make him look pathetic. Since they are real videos of Trump, I guess Trump is kind of admitting he does look pathetic in those videos. And the videos are real. Trump with one more uh, troth central attack on actor Robert De Niro. He said, quote, Robert De Niro is a mental midget whose mind is shot 
and whose life is a total train wreck. Very much like crooked Joe Biden, he can't put two sentences together. The good news is that this crude and very stupid animal has lost all credibility. Trump continuing with the free use of dehumanizing language, like referring to Robert De Niro as an animal and also calling him a mental midget. This is all because Robert De Niro had some not nice things to say about Donald Trump. This guy's terrified. This guy's cornered. This guy's panicking. And at this point, he doesn't even have the wherewithal to deny that he would try to become a dictator if indeed he becomes president of the United States. It's extraordinarily scary stuff. It's up to us to stop it by voting in November. If you're someone who ever suffers from nausea, I know a number of people who do. Check out our sponsor, Relief Band. This is the number one anti nausea wristband that can quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea. Many people use Relief Band for nausea from anxiety or from migraines, car sickness, planes, boats. Former producer Lewis can tell you a little bit about car and planes. Relief Band is super simple, fast acting. It'll last as long as you need it to last. It's 100% drug free no side effects. And this was originally developed to be used in hospitals. Relief bands patented technology can turn off the feeling of nausea. It's a type of therapy called transdermal neuromodulation acustimulation. In simple terms, it's just a small band you wear on your wrist, sends a gentle pulse to the part of your nervous system that regulates nausea. There's good research showing relief band can help with nausea from motion sickness, pregnancy from certain medications. And a bunch of studies suggest that relief band can help with nausea after surgery in combination with medication. Relief band has an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, over 100,000 satisfied customers online. See if relief band can help you kick nausea. Go to reliefband.com, use the code PACMAN at checkout. For 20% off plus free shipping, the info is in the podcast notes. As many of you have heard me say before, when I go to a wine shop, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm Argentinian and I still know almost nothing about wine. So if you're like me, you might be able to use some help. Our sponsor, Naked Wines, has you covered. Naked Wines is a subscription service that will connect you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. You pay a fraction of the price you'd normally pay in stores because they cut out the retail middlemen. You get exclusive access to hundreds of top quality award winning wines. They get delivered however often you want. Perfect for any type of wine drinker. You'll get background information on the bottle. You have friends over. You can seem like you know something by telling them something about the wine. My girlfriend likes white wine. I'm more of a red guy by necessity just because I'm Argentinian, even though I know absolutely nothing. So we get like a split box that has a few bottles of each. Every bottle is a passion project from some independent winemaker. So you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. You'll get your first six bottles for thirty nine ninety nine. Go to nakedwines.com slash Pacman and click enter voucher at the top and type in Pacman as the code and as the password. That's nakedwines.com slash Pacman. Enter Pacman as the code and password. The info is in the podcast notes. 
All right. Well, it seems as though they actually want to impeach Joe Biden because he bought his son a car and his son, Hunter Biden, later paid him back for the car. So let me catch you up on what's going on. Yesterday, I brought to you the story of Republicans claiming to have the smoking gun on the Hunter and Joe Biden crime family bribery, China criminal scandal. And we examined the alleged evidence. The evidence is that Hunter Biden repaid Joe three payments, thirteen hundred and eighty dollars each total of about a little over four thousand bucks money that Joe Biden loaned his son to get a car when his son was struggling financially. It's not just some vague car that we've never seen. We have a picture of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the salesperson for the car and the car itself. It's a truck. We have the picture. We have all the information. So yesterday and the day before what the MAGA right was doing was pretending that this was about much more than Joe helping Hunter buy a truck and Hunter paying him back. They were talking about this bank account connects to China and there's this and there's that. And the OK, so that was initially their claim. It's now been debunked. This is just about four thousand bucks for a car. So now the MAGA right has moved from step one to step two, which is when you can't deny it any longer, you admit, fine, it is about four thousand dollars for a car, but that's an impeachable offense. <laughs> that's where they now are saying we found it. This really is the crime of the century. Used to be Obamagate. Still don't know what that is. Now it's this car deal. And uh, here is a segment from Mornings with Maria on Fox News, where uh, I mean, listen, I'll just play it for you. Figure it. And by the way, he didn't even really buy the truck. He just paid for three payments. Look at this. It's incredible to me how each side sees it so differently. True. And all of this is happening in the face of what appears to be corruption in plain sight. Well, it doesn't actually appear to be that way. House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer released Hunter Biden's 2018 bank records this week. It mm. shows his Chinese linked business, Awasco PC, made direct monthly payments to his father, Joe Biden, uh, all as he was accepting money from China. Payments of nearly $1,400 happened three times, bringing wow. the total to more than $4,000. Understand, all of this, all of this has been going on for years. They've found four thousand dollars in car loan payment repayments. That's the scandal now. And they want to impeach him. Congressman, your thoughts on this. And is this going to lead to a formal impeachment inquiry against President Biden? <laughs> well, we, 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 I'm not going to presume on the outcome except to say there's a, a lot of smoke and we're starting to see fire. And there is no smoke in terms of more than conflict of interest. But, but criminal behavior and certainly abuses of power. And right. I believe those that we're going to let the facts lead us to the outcome. But uh, I think most of the American people are seeing something that uh, would result in an impeachable offense. But we're not going to presume <laughs> on that. We'll let Jamie Comer and Jim Jordan do their job. There's what we need is we need the impeachment inquiry tool to get at all the facts and we need to subpoena. Right. This is where they go back to. We need to start an impeachment inquiry to go fishing for the facts because we're coming up with no useful facts this way. That's Every for sure. Every single person that has anything to do with this potential corruption, because we've got to present the case to the American people. It, it doesn't matter as much what we do in the House, because I think we will get 
what we need, the right outcome in the House. It's what we get in the Senate. And we have to bring the American people along so they don't think we're politicizing it like the last administration right. and like the Democrats did the president. Right. They're not going to politicize it. No, they're not going to. What they're going to do is they're going to say forty one hundred dollars loaned from dad to son and repaid from son to dad. We're not going to politicize it. We're just going to impeach the guy over it. So they talk about facts. They have hearsay. They have word salads. They have whistleblowers that don't seem to blow the whistle on anything. They have conspiracy theories and bogus witnesses and nothing burgers. That's what they have. But at the end of the day, the smoking gun is four thousand bucks. Trump tried stealing a presidential election that he didn't win. And they're talking about impeaching Joe Biden for fronting Hunter Biden four thousand dollars for a car when he had financial problems. Now, I'm going to give I, I have to mention something that hasn't aired yet. Uh, I interviewed earlier Congressman Eric Swalwell, and we're going to uh, play this for you on tomorrow's show. Eric Swalwell believes that what this is all about, first of all, Eric Swalwell says he thinks they're, they're determined to impeach Trump. Uh, I'm sorry. They're determined to impeach Biden, whether they find evidence or not. Eric Swalwell's hypothesis, and I think it makes a lot of sense, is that they are seeing a 2024 election in which you have Joe Biden stable with a very solid economy and no scandals running against the guy who tried to steal the election, was impeached twice and has been charged criminally four times. In order to improve the optics and to try to level the playing field, Eric Swalwell told me, and again, we'll play this for you tomorrow. Eric Swalwell thinks what the, what Republicans are doing is they want to get an impeachment on the record and they want to at least claim that there are crimes done by Joe Biden so that in the minds of voters, instead of seeing it as a guy with zero scandals versus Trump, a guy who is embroiled in all sorts of scandals, they will say, OK, well, listen, Trump and Biden, they've both been impeached. Trump's been charged with crimes. Biden should or maybe will be charged with crimes. Oh, it's kind of a level playing field. This is the idea that Eric Swalwell has about why Republicans are so doggedly pursuing something for which there is absolutely no evidence. We'll play that full interview for you tomorrow. I think it'll be very interesting. We filmed it. Um, we tend to film interviews with members of Congress in advance because their schedules are so bonkers that very often there's last minute rescheduling and then it throws off the show. And, you know, we don't want to uh, make it a negative experience for the audience. So we've pre taped that it'll be on tomorrow. I think you'll find it very interesting. We finally did it, ladies and gentlemen. We reached two million YouTube subscribers. I have a little video here of uh, the moment when it happened, rolling over from one million nine 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 to two million. There it is. There is the moment when it happened. Uh, we were all anxiously watching the counter, and it is really an incredible accomplishment. So, first of all, thank you to everybody. You know, when I started this YouTube channel, whatever you think about Jenk Uger now, when I had a podcast. And I met Jenk years ago at a conference. I said, what do you what would you do? What would you do if you were me to grow? And he said, I would just start filming your podcast and put it on YouTube. And we did that in September of 2009. And I think we had 100 views in the first month, not 100 subscribers, 100 views in the first month. In the last week, 
We've added 15,000 subscribers and now get two to two and a half million views per day. So think about how far we've come. It took 11 years to get the first million. And they tell you the first million is your toughest. It took three years to get the second million. Can we get to three million in the next 18 months? Almost certainly not. (laughs) That's just the reality. Almost certainly not. But we're going to try. And as I've been teasing and promoting for a while, I've been saying when we get to this two million number, we're going to have an insane membership blowout themed around the number two. So here's the deal. If you go to joinpacman.com, if you use the coupon code two million, now that's the number two and then the word million with no spaces, two million. If you type that in as the coupon code at joinpacman.com, instead of a $60 annual membership, you'll pay 20 bucks. That's a hell of a deal. Instead of a $6 a month membership, you will pay two bucks. Okay. This is a really great deal. 234 people have signed up with that code so far. Take advantage of it. It'll be running 24 hours. And remember, membership prices go up when the new website launches, which is getting very, very close. So sign up. But most importantly, I am stunned, flattered and and really appalled to some degree, because at the end of the day, I don't know what the hell I'm doing uh, that we have gotten to this incredible accomplishment. We are joining a group of only three now left wing uh, YouTubers that have surpassed two million. It's the Young Turks. It's Brian Tyler Cohen and uh, the David Pakman show. So very exciting. And uh, here's to the next million. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. Here is a uh, caller who is furious that as as he sees it, I attacked Donald Trump's children. Of course, that's not what I did. Take a listen to this. Hey, Dave, I'm looking at the video that you dropped about an hour ago titled Trump's religious interview goes horribly wrong. Yeah. Okay, I get it. That's your opinion. But I I think you are completely wrong. And I think it's a shame that somebody attacks a man and his kids. I think it shows something about your character. Does it? And I think you have no boundaries. I think you'll do anything to portray Trump as horribly as you can every single day, not only because it pays you, but because you get off on that. There you go. Yeah, I'm getting off on it. This guy's disgusting. OK, I did not attack Trump's child, Barron. Uh, what we attacked was Trump. Trump's asked about his kid. And he says that a 17 year old is doing a great job. And the theme here is Trump doesn't seem to relate normally to his children. That's the theme. We did not attack Trump's minor child. As far as, you know, Jared Kushner, Trump's son in law, Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric, they are adults. Uh, They are choosing to be in public life, they are political actors. And therefore, they are completely valid and uh, eligible to be criticized for the things that uh, that they say and that they do. But these attacks really are vile. Criticize me for things I actually have done. Criticize me for things I actually have said. But this is very, very low. We have a fantastic uh, bonus show for you today. Tommy Tuberville is finally lifting his holds 
on military nominations and promotions. Why? What's going on? We will discuss it. Secondly, 23andMe has seen almost 7 million people hacked, the profiles of 7 million people hacked. It's happening again. What on earth is going on here? And thirdly, have you heard about charged lemonade? It's like uncharged pickles. Remember that from the Rittenhouse trial? Charged lemonade is a high caffeine lemonade available at Panera Bread, a place I wouldn't be caught dead in. Now, I'll talk about Panera a little bit. Um, A second person is now uh, uh, the charged lemonade is being uh, blamed for the death of a second person. What on earth is going on with this charged lemonade? We actually have interviewed an ER doctor about this very issue, these high caffeine drinks. uh, And we will look at what the lawsuit says. All of these stories and more on today's bonus show. Sign up at joinpacman.com. Use the coupon code two million to save bigly in celebration of us reaching the two million subscriber milestone on YouTube. I'll see you then and we'll be back tomorrow.